Wow. Okay. Uh, bless the Lord. Okay. I'm going to get this, these comments from New Zealand. Mm. All right. Bless the Lord. Uh, amen. Um, but you, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TTLO radio is where you can find us there. Uh, the live streams are also up and running. The live streams are up and running. You can find us there. Thank you so much for already tuning in. Go ahead, hit the share button quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, bless you. God bless you. I see y'all coming on in. Elect lady, God bless Elect lady, we got to talk about you because you got some good news. I thought I thought, was that, was that old news or good news? Or was y'all playing with me? Uh, but we want to talk about your good news. Uh, Sister Pitts, I see you. God bless you. Uh, Sylvia Num, uh, Sylvia Mum. Welcome, welcome, Sylvia, mom from New Zealand. God bless the Lord. And hey, we we moving in New Zealand. Say what? Come on now. I told y'all we was global, huh? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, we are excited, excited, excited. But you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash TTLO Radio. We're also on YouTube. Thank you so much to our YouTube. Uh, subscribers to our YouTube subscribers. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button real quick, real quick. Thank you so much for tuning in on YouTube. Let us know where you're watching from, Sylvia. God bless you. Thank you uh, for watching us from uh, New Zealand. Uh, just amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, don't forget, too, we are an iHeart uh, radio partner. What you got? Oh, I'll just let her know that You'll pray for her after the show. Yeah, we will. Yeah, okay. uh, we will definitely do that, uh, uh, Sylvia. Let me. I'm actually. I'm gonna. I don't. We're not even gonna wait till afterwards. But I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna get to it. Uh, but definitely, we are. Uh, you can find us on uh, iHeart Media app on the iHeart Media app. Do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group, and not only will you find the TTLO Radio Show, but you'll also find uh, Healthy Soul Talk with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. Real talk, real issues, real solutions every Thursday. Uh, at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, for those of you who are international. That's 5.30 p.m. Central Time. You can find the, uh, the Healthy Soul Talk show every Thursday right here. Right now she's working on the, it's, it's the Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well as uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we want to make sure uh, we're doing that. But she's been talking about domestic violence, and uh, it is uh, already already been a very, very good and hot topic. Uh, but look, we start our week off the right way every Sunday, every Sunday right here at the birthplace of gospel music. We start our Sundays off that way every Sunday at 11 o'clock. That's right. At 11 o'clock, you can catch the live simulcast from the birthplace of gospel music right here on your TTLO Media Group Network. It is going to always be a great, great, uh, great, great broadcast this Sunday. We're excited and I'm going to give a quick shout out. I'll come back and do that. Can you grab that? Are you able to grab that or it's too late to grab that? I'm, I'm trying to grab it right now. Okay, cool. Take your time and let me know. Let me, give me a thumbs up and then I'll come back to it. Uh, but you can always okay. catch, uh, you can always catch uh, Senior Pastor Daryl in person in the Ebenezer Church family right here at the birthplace of gospel music every Sunday at 11 uh, a.m. We had a great service on Sunday. God bless uh, Sister Leonetta uh, Dunn and the crew that she brought with her. Uh, those members, uh, people from the Low family and all of that, man, they they blessed us yesterday uh, with some praise and worship. I mean, bless this place real, real good. I was excited, 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 excited uh, just to be a part of uh, the worship. Uh, so, yeah, but then don't forget about my brother, the good pastor, Harold D. Washington, uh, from the Faith, Works, and Vision Church uh, over on the west side of Chicago. I'm going to start calling it the Wild Wild West Side because they act a fool. Yesterday on the Wild Wild West Side, uh, it, it was the OK Corral over there. I, I told Tanya, I, I want to go out and shoot, too. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey. But anyway, uh, we want to stay prayerful for that. But you can catch my brother's church uh, as well, the Faith Works and Vision Church with Pastor Harold D. Washington. Uh, they're around 1230, 1245. You can also catch them. Uh, we also share their broadcast on the TTLO Media Group Network uh, as well, right around 1230, 1245 uh, over there. Don't forget, you can find us on your iHeart uh, not just iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. <laughs> you see Daryl, you see uh, Daryl Person talking about some wild, wild west. What did he say? <laughs> oh. Really? really? Well, shoot, I used to live downtown. <laughs> 120. Well, 129th Street, Chicago, oh, South man. Side. Right. I mean, that is the South Side. We ain't trying to, you know. They. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Yeah, they was acting a fool yesterday, though. Over there by my mama house, too. And around the corner from Tony Every time you kept saying <laughs> something to me, I uh-huh. was just thinking about like the beginning song of Crucial Conflict. Crucial was, was they be like, oh, I'm like, this, I said, this is what's going on. Cowboys and Indians right now. This is really like the, the, those beginning yesterday, noises. <laughs> yesterday was crazy. Yesterday was crazy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, did I forget anything else? So, yeah. Oh, let me say this real quick. <laughs> right. You passed the person right. Like I told you, call me when you want to come to the West Side. <laughs> I can get you some clearance. You used to be hollering West Side, Best Side. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, congratulations again. I had a good time yesterday. How was y'all weekend? We're going to get ready to do the church check-in, but before we do the church check-in, uh, is Sylvia still on? Sylvia, mom, give me a thumbs up if you are. Give me a thumbs up. Sylvia, mom, if you are still on. I know it's a little delayed, so I'll wait until I see a thumbs up from you if you are still on. Uh, Sylvia uh, says, she says, good evening to everyone at TTLO uh, family prayer team. My, she says, my daughter's full name is Caroline Susang Ong. She is currently 47 years old. My grandson's full name is Maui Demetrius Zeus Honitana. Honitana, probably. Uh, he's currently 23 years old. He is severely autistic and he cannot talk at all and he is not independent at all. Uh, she says, please continue to add both my daughter and grandson's spiritual lives, um, to add both my daughter and grandson's spiritual lives daily and constantly to your daily, your daily weekly prayer list. Uh, she says she is in a very severe state of deep depression and she cannot eat at all. And it is also affecting her sleep. Please continue to help and strengthen both my daughter and grandson's spiritual lives daily and constantly mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to be strong in your mighty power. Blessings from New Zealand. Uh, are you? I don't know if Sylvia is still on. I, I probably should have did this at the very beginning, uh, and I'll take the L for that. Uh, but yeah, she asked. She's asking for prayer, and I don't. I think you know. Y'all know my thing. When folks ask for prayer, uh, you know, you can get real busy and 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 start doing some stuff and forget, and and you'll you'll say I'll, I'll pray for you, and then you never get to it. So we gonna do it. We gonna you know it's a live show, and we do stuff. You know, I, y'all know I don't follow no script, no way. So uh, <laughs> it's quite all right if we pray now, we'll pray at the end too. But I just want to say a quick prayer for uh, our, our our sister from New Zealand, Sylvia, Mom. Sylvia, let's pray right now. Father God, we come uh, first, Lord, just saying thank you. Uh, we thank you, God, for this day, for this time, uh, and for this opportunity to come before your throne and before your uh, your throne with of grace and mercy. God, we're lifting up our sister Sylvia, Mom. We're list- lifting up her daughter Caroline. Uh, uh, and her grandson, uh, Maui. We're lifting them both up to you right now, God. We recognize that he is autistic, 
uh, and that he is going through and his mother is going through as well. We want to just lift them up right now, God. We recognize, God, that we don't understand all the ins and outs of why people are born uh, with certain uh, uh, illnesses and sicknesses, God, but we recognize that even in them, you can still get the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in them, you can still get the glory. So we're lifting uh, the grandson. Now we up to you, God. Then his mother, who has to be the caregiver, God. We recognize, uh, according to her mom, Sylvia, that she's going through depression and not eating. God, we're, we're praying right now, God, that we would break the yoke of depression, even in New Zealand, God. we The word tells us that you are omnipresent, that you are everywhere, God. So even as I speak the word, God, we can break the, the yoke, God, right now of depression on her and her family right now, God. We're even going to lift her up right now. We're lifting up Sylvia, God. Thank you, God, for her in her moment of transparency to share that with us and our listeners right now to entrust us with a prayer for her family, God. We're grateful to her right now, God. Strengthen her, God. Let her be the vessel in which you work, God. Let her be able to touch right now, God, to touch her family, God, to touch her daughter, to touch her grandson, God. We, 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 We can pray right now and believe in healing even right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Woo! My God. All right. All right. Change the show up real quick, don't it? Uh, but God bless you, Sylvia. God bless you. God bless you. And again, thank you for listening. If you are still there, thank you so much uh, for listening. Tanya, if you can reply to her and then in, in the Facebook this year, know we did what we was asked to do. Amen. 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 Um, so, yeah, man, look, I want to do this. Congratulations uh, to, to, to uh, Miss uh, – oh, you did it? Thank you. Yep. Okay. Congratulations. That was a thumbs up for the other thing or thumbs up for replying? Thumbs up to the other thing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank got, you. Got a lot of assignments going on. Hey, that's, that's, that's <laughs> why you do what you do. Uh, <laughs> that's why I talk over here and you do over there. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, first, I want to say congratulations before I start going through. Y'all get ready for the church check-in now, the four-piece check-in. Y'all know the four-piece check-in. What was that? What church did you go to? Who preached? What was the sermon title? What was the scripture? Get ready for the four-piece check-in. Y'all should already be having them in the rotation. They should already be popping up in the chat. So all y'all come on in. Let me know what happened. But I want to give a quick congratulations out uh, to this lady on the other side over here who sits over there. Yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, who started her new job. Those of you who follow her on Facebook, y'all already know. Uh, but she started her, a brand new uh, job on today. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now she's, at, uh, she's well, I'm, I'm looking for the brand big time. Now she's into, uh, 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 what is it called? Um, investment banking. What? Huh? Come through. <laughs> Come through with the investment banking, huh? What y'all know about it? Y'all don't know nothing about it. Come through with the investment banking. So she is officially, uh, what's the name of the place? Can I tell that? Okay. Yeah, you can. Okay. What's, yeah. I, I can't pronounce it. You could. You could <laughs> I was pronouncing it the way it's saying in France, but it's Society Generale. Is it, is it really Society Generale? Yes. Spell it. S, not not our society, uh-huh. not through it, but that's the way they say it for you know in, uh-huh. you know in, in English. Uh-huh. But you Let's know, S O C I E T E. Oh right, over the right, right, T E General. Got it. I got it. Got it. Got it. I saw it on the building yesterday, but I still yeah. Yeah, there it is, right there. That's the press congrats, new money. I got to get my cut first. Hold on, sir. (laughs) She going to tithe and then tithe over here. 
tied over here and then tied over here. Get get in line. Get in line. <laughs> No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Uh, yeah, Society General Group. Yeah, so she works over there. She's doing some investment banking and all that. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to her. Uh, had a little celebration uh, situation for her yesterday uh, that she was a little surprised about. Uh, but it was it was a good time. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, I did. There you go. You did a very great job. A great I, job. I'm, I'm pretty good when I need to be. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And you give me some kudos. You yes, I'll give you let some me kudos. Take my, let me take my kudos when I can. Let me get them when I can. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't get them. So <laughs> let me take them when I can. Anyway. So you might get it. And another thing. No, right, I'm right. No, I'm just playing. Right. No, I'm just trying to avoid the other thing. I'm just playing. Right, right. right. <laughs> and let me tell you one more thing. <laughs> and the next time. Right. You know. So, <laughs> and furthermore. Oh, sorry. I got PTSD, y'all. Pray for me. Uh, <laughs> That's pre and post Tanya syndrome. Anyway, uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So that's uh, PPTSD, post, present, and uh, pre, present, and post Tanya syndrome. That's that right. Is. That is. Anyway, I ain't anyway. even on a DSM. That's what <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to you on your new uh, ad, ad, your new ventures and, and adventures as well. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, I want to talk about uh, you got it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool. So guess what, you all? Hey, so you know we haven't done uh, I think in the last two years or so we haven't really been doing. You know, a lot of a lot of churches have kind of kind of gotten away from it. Uh, you know, having a little independent, the little special days at the church, outside of church anniversary and past anniversary. Most churches have gotten away from doing uh, certain events or whatever. And so we haven't had a Women's Day here, I don't think, at Ebenezer since 2018, maybe 18 when I first got here. That was the last, that was the last official one that I recall. Uh, and, um, yeah. So anyway, this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, I said all that to say, this coming Sunday is the Worship in Pink Empowerment Sunday. Let me say that again real quick. Worship, Worship in Pink Empowerment Sunday. That's going to be this Sunday here at the birthplace of gospel music. Y'all can come on out. Look, invite all, look, ladies, la- la- ladies, <laughs> ladies, ladies, y'all are all welcome. This uh, is where you go. All the ladies, ladies, yeah, women's, 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 women's. <laughs> the women's is invited. No, I'm serious though. The women are invited to come out and hang out with us uh, this coming Sunday. They're over here at the birthplace of gospel music. It's Women's Empowerment Sunday. It's going to be a great, great service. Uh, our special guest speaker is Dr. Erica Carter. Uh, she's a uh, doctor. She's also a licensed clinical professional uh, counselor. She will be the guest speaker uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, so it's going to be a great, great time. That's this coming Sunday, uh, October 24th. Come on, hang out with us, worship and paint. Wear something paint to celebrate. Uh, I teased uh, Evan when the pastor made the announcement yesterday. I said, uh, hey, that don't mean for you to break out your pink suit. And he put his head down, which made me wonder. Does he have? I hope to God he don't have a pink suit. <laughs> a three piece at that. But uh, is mauve? What's the color? You know, I know my colors. Is mauve pink? Is that even? Remember you saying it right? Mauve. You, you said it right. Is that pink? 
Is it, is it is it in the pink family? It's in the pink family. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I had some mauve pants one time. What? <laughs> what? I did. You didn't like yourself? No, no. It, I, that was it was vacation wear. You know, when oh. you go to when you go to the Caribbean, you you know oh, you, okay. you can be a little you can be a little different. Okay. Yeah, you can be a little freer. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we'll come out and celebrate with y'all. Uh, celebrate with us, you guys. Worship and Pink Women's Empowerment Sunday this Sunday, October 24th at 11 a.m. Uh, y'all come on, hang out. It's going to be a good, good time. Hang out. It will be an awesome, awesome time in worship. Yeah, get your pink. I'm trying to see what I'm going to wear. Do I have some pink available? See, I was saving my pink for fifth Sunday. For fifth Sunday. Don't oh. I got to preach fifth Sunday? Yes, you do. But okay. why, well, why were you saving pink for fifth Because I was going to throw my little pink number in when I had to preach. With your with your blue suit? I, would, I already wore the blue suit. Oh, dog. You forgot? I wore yeah. the blue suit already. But I got the gray suit. Gray and pink works. Okay. Yeah. I was going to hit my pink. Then, bam. You know, like, I like, the, I, I like the blue suit and pink. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody say, I hope you burn those pants. Hey, hey, Shante, slow down. Slow down. Slow down, Shante, slow down. Uh, yeah, so anyway, y'all come out and hang out with us uh, with that. Uh, what else we got? I'll make that other announcement about the play after we take our break or before we take our break. Did my message come up there? No. Okay. The one that you responded to the lady? No, about say, I, said, I said thank you to everyone. I did not see that. Oh, okay. I don't see you. Did you do it on the – are you actually in the video or you just put it in the comments? Underneath the video. Putting it under restream. Oh, no. We saw nothing. Oh. <laughs> restream playing me for We got nothing. Uh, anyway, virt- let's see. So, Shiante did the church check-in. Let's see. Shiante did the first four-piece check-in today. She says, virtually, she went to Greater Hope Baptist Ministries, Pastor James Springfield. Is that uh, Junior? Is that Z- uh, uh, what's my man? Uh, Zipporah's people? Springfield? Sound like it. Uh, she says, uh, James Springfield Jr., John 14 and 13 and 14. What's in a name? Mm, I like that. John 14, 13 and 14. Let's see. Let's see. Let me look that up. John 14. Mm-hmm. John 14. Let's grab that. Let's grab that real quick. John 14. John 14. John 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. John 14. Then she said 13 and 14 says King James. Uh, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14 says, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. King James is pretty straightforward there. But I'm going to give you all the message just for my folk that don't, you know, don't want to hang out and do that. But then he says this. He says, um... From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. Ooh, message Bible be hitting different. It said, let me read that again. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. Then he says, that's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. Oh, that's good. And she said yes to your answer. Oh, the men's uh, support uh, diary of people. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's good. That's good right there. Um, uh, 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 that's good. That'll preach. That'll preach, uh, Shiante. I like that. That, that will preach. Elect Lady says, uh, Faith Works and Vision International Ministries, Pastor Harold D. Washington, preached from 2 Timothy 4, 6, and 8. Keep the faith while going through chaos. Oh, my. 
Keep the faith while going through chaos. Let's look that up. Second Timothy. Second Timothy four six through eight. Second Timothy four says, uh, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. All right. That could be a little deep. That could be a little deep. Let me make it plain. Come on, message. Message says, you take over. (laughs) Message Bible just hit it. It's a different message. Say you take over. I'm about to die my life and offering on God's altar. This is the only race worth running. I've run hard right to the finish, believed all the way. All that's left now is the shouting. Oh, glory to God. God's applause depend on it. He's an honest judge. He'll do right. Not only by me, but by everyone eager for his coming. Oh, that will preach. Oh, that's good right there. That'll preach. That, that'll Look here, I'd have to look at that scripture. That'll preach. I might be able to pull something out of that. Keep the faith while going through chaos. Everybody was talking about faith. You know, I, I kicked it on last week. But everybody was talking about faith. I like this, though. Good. That's, that's, that's heavy. I'm going to have to look at that again. I'm going to have to go back. I didn't, I didn't get to see y'all's, um, uh, 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 much of y'all's service yesterday, elect lady. I didn't get to see it, so I'm about to, I'm about to tune back in uh, and, and, and see what was going on over there on the west side from the Faith, Works, and Vision International Ministries Church uh, over there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to we're gonna have to worship together. Y'all got to come over here and, 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 and hang out at the Ebenezer. Pastor Washington, bring the whole church over. Look, we have a church at 11. Y'all still turn around and go back to y'all church and have church at 12, 30. <laughs> So y'all got to bring, look, bring the whole church over here and come hang out. Look, bring y'all people too, because I like to pray that 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 boy that, that boy that y'all got on. Uh, oh no, he can't come though, because he plays at a, he plays at another church. Uh, uh, is he at Reggie Rose Church? Scoot over a little more. Scoot. Oh, you must got to the right. Yes. Oh, that must mean Instagram is on. <laughs> it is on. Uh, I think he's at Reggie Rose Church. Pastor y'all, uh, Pastor Washington's musician. He plays at Reggie World's church in the morning, I believe. It's somebody's church he plays at before he comes to y'all. So he wouldn't be able to come over here with y'all if y'all came at 11 o'clock in the morning. But that would be, uh, it would be a blessing, man, for y'all to come over here and worship with us. Uh, I like some that, that look here, that, uh, that uh, you know, shake, shake stuff up a little bit. If we, y'all come hang out. That would be just awesome. Come hang out. That's what I call it now. We'll call it going to church. Come hang out and worship. <laughs> That's going to be the new phrase. Come hang out and worship with us. Uh, okay, all right. What else do I have? Oh man, sad, sad news. I, I, I felt some kind of way uh, when I saw the post. When I saw the alert about General Colin Powell, he died today. Uh, Colin Powell passed away today. Uh, for those who did not know, Colin Powell dead at the age of eighty-four from COVID nineteen complications. Uh, that was sad to hear, man. Uh, I didn't even realize, he, I, unless I missed the fact that he was sick. Uh, I didn't even realize that he was ill. Uh, But it says this, uh, Colin Powell, the barrier-breaking soldier and diplomat who served Democratic and Republican presidents in war and peace, but whose sterling reputation was stained by his faulty claims to justify the U.S. war in Iraq, died Monday of COVID-19 complications. He was 84. Uh, He was a veteran of the Vietnam War. 
Powell spent 35 years in the Army and rose to the rank of four-star general. In 1989, he became the first black chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, in that role, he oversaw the U.S. invasion of Panama and later the U.S. invasion of Kuwait to oust the Iraqi army in 1991. A decade later, uh, he joined President George W. Bush's cabinet as the first black secretary of state. Uh, unfortunately, however, his legacy was marred in February 2003 when he went before the U.N. Security Council as secretary of state and made the case for the U.S. war against Iraq at a moment of great international skepticism. He cited faulty information claiming Saddam Hussein has secretly stashed weapons of mass destruction. Let me clear something up. He, they were getting their direction from Dick Cheney, not George Bush. And they were using some bogus information, but I just wanted, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know. Um, in announcing his death on social media, Powell Stanley said he had been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Um, his, his wife says, we've lost a remarkable and loving husband, father, grandfather, and great American. Uh, the Powell family. Powell had been treated at the Walter Reed National Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Wow. That's uh, that's crazy, man. I forgot about I always thought if not for uh, the Iraqi thing, the bad Iraqi move, uh, I thought Colin Powell could have ran for president. I actually did. I thought Colin Powell could have ran for president um, if he if he was in. I, I don't really think he, he, play, he ever played. He really didn't play politics like that. But I thought he could have ran for president uh, and, and, and won. There were quite a few people on George Bush's team um, that I thought uh, could have ran for president. I, and I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I don't think she ever would. Uh, but if, you, if we were going to have a first female president, uh, I, I truly believe Condoleezza Rice could have, could have, could have ran for president. I, I, could, I truly believe. I truly believe she could have ran for president. Um, yeah, that's just me. That's just me. Qualified. All you know, uh, overly qualified. First of all, over qualified from an intellectual level. Overly qualified. She knows how to handle herself in the room, uh, and, and all of that. Uh, I believe you. I believe you. Uh, Pastor person says he would have won. Yeah, because he would have. He, he definitely. You you couldn't. You the only thing that would have tarnished him was his decision on Iraq. That's it. That's the only thing. Uh, outside of that, he had a he had a a a, a, a he had a flawless military record right that's just me that's just me i know i'm not getting into politics i know y'all how y'all feel i ain't gonna talk about it i'm just simply saying he i just think he was he was awesome i loved his um i just love to watch him speak uh i remember when when he when they asked him about obama when uh uh when obama was running and he said absolutely uh that he would support uh barack obama and everything i just thought it was it was it was crazy um so yeah, I I, I am I I I was I was I was a little taken aback when I saw that because it's one of those ones, you know, all deaths is unexpected, but you know sometimes you kind of get a, a foreshadow when you kind of know uh, some stuff. But with this one, I'm, I was sitting at my at my desk uh, at school and it was a alert on my phone that I had ignored and I went to go check it. I was like, oh my god! So yeah, um, pretty pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, I mean, not pretty cool, but you know, uh, he it's 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 sad. But he lived a great life, 84 years. Man, look here. I just, I just, I just asked the Lord for 75. Anything after that, I consider gravy. <laughs> Anything after that, I said. And y'all know my rule. Tiny, what's my rule? Is this for the funeral service? No, not for the funeral service. Like, 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 like when I get to be a certain age. 
about what I need to be able to do to still consider myself good. Oh, I forgot. You don't forget. So you got you need to know this stuff. Wait, wait a minute. I got the funeral song. I got what's supposed to be done. I like you know. Uh, I, I'm you know you know since I've upgraded and everything, I no longer get to kick it. I have to spread them out over Jamaica. So like what you part know, of Jamaica? Uh, uh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ocho. Okay. Some because I can never pronounce Something. it. Ocho Rio. <laughs> right. Ocho Rio. <laughs> she just, y'all pray for her. Get her mind right. But uh, I got everything anyway. in color notes. <laughs> you got it in the notes? Yes, okay, I got it in the notes. Your phone don't die. Uh, color notes go, go with you with every song. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, um, but no, I said if I can, this this is what I this is what I talk about. I'm simple. I'm I'm real simple. I'm real easy. I said if I make it to 75, right, and I can still do two things, I can spell my name and wipe my own behind. I'm blessed. I'm telling you, that's real. I'm blessed too. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't ask for a lot. She said it yesterday. I'm, I'm easy. I, I don't ask for a lot. I'm real simple. It's the simplest thing. Amuse me. It's the simplest stuff. You easy, but you ain't cheap. I'm easy, but I ain't cheap now. Look, <laughs> I might be easy, but I sure ain't cheap. You got to pay the way. Huh? You got to pay the play over here. Huh? Come through. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, hey, I forgot. Celebratory. Another celebratory thing. Man, shout out! Look, watch this. Let me pat my. Let me pat my. What am I? What am I? Y'all give me a hand clap. Man. Man, let me tell y'all about your boy. Your boy showed out on Saturday down to the bowling alley. Huh? Sure I showed out. You know, at the bowling alley, you want you want a couple things you want to do. You want the team to win, but at the end of the day, you want your name called. Any bowlers out here know what I mean by getting your name called? Because if you get your name called at the end of the day, that means. That means, like, uh, come on, you know, that means they get to, they finna give you a little something, huh? a little offering, a little honorarium, mm-hmm. you know, a little benefit, a little something, you know, a little something, something put in your hand, uh, you know, even though it all went to the RPM, but, you know, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, man, your boy was bowling on Saturday. Y'all, y'all know, I looked at them, them, them 253 and that 255 or 257, 257 at the end. Come through, yeah. Look here. What for the good two ninety? Uh, two ninety with 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 the, yes. with the cap. Two eighty six with cap and two ninety with cap. Yeah, yeah. I was hitting them. I was hitting them hard. Yeah, y'all pray for me because it probably ain't gonna work out this week. But I be, you know, your boy and, was out there, and, and we probably still number one. Oh, we are still number one. We we, still we, we still one. in first place. We are still, my our team. Look here, just do it. Is still in first place. We trying to we trying to get that big money at the end of the season. Man, that that nice check. <laughs> That nice, nice team check and then the individual check. And then you know that's the most important. Oh, the team check and the individual check? There's a team check. check. Okay. And then there's the, uh, there's the winning check and then there's the other money. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Let me get my. I just need you to get a spare did, too. Did you, did you check on my balls? <laughs> It'll be that tomorrow. I okay. need you to get a spare too. All that's right. all. I need you to get pick up an extra spare or two. I, I've been coming along. I said an extra one. Okay, pick, pick up an extra one. <laughs> I'm going to get my name called out. You know, I, I did last year. I can do it again. I just need you to get your, just an sp- extra spat. If you've done it before. <laughs> right, right. Do you pray before you bowl? You know, I, you know, y'all know I'm crazy. I don't, I, I don't, I don't you know. think I was supposed to do that. Well, I don't know I, how that works. I look at, you know, I shop for anything. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, y'all know me. I'm the praiser anywhere. <laughs> what I praised for yesterday, what I told you. Oh, know, a good parking spot. Y'all thought it was something else. 
song. It was something else. I was praising the Lord. But what was it? It was in the park. It was you was else. praising the Lord. It was something else. I was like, I'm just gonna praise him for this right here. I forgot what it was. I forgot. I forgot what it was too. I don't. I don't need a reason. I just go. Uh, oh yeah. I. I. You. We. You. Right. So. So. Uh, is he still pastor elect or did? Because oh, he hasn't been. Um, not the word. What's the inauguration? Not inauguration. It's what is it called? <laughs> what is the thing called? Coronation. What is it when you get installed? The installation. Thank you. I was gonna get that eventually. You always tend up something, <laughs> so I can't help you. I was gonna get that eventually. Yeah, my good brother. He gonna come on, man, and and uh, and tell us about this this adventure, man. I'm I, I'm I, I'm happy for him as the new pastor elect uh, of the Good Hope Free Will. That's that's a good that's a good down south church country name right there. The Good Hope Free Will Baptist Church. Is it Missionary Baptist? Because if it's Missionary Baptist, that just, that just means it, that's making more oily. <laughs> more oily. More oily. If it's Good Hope Free Will Baptist Church, that's one thing. But if it's Good Hope Free Will Missionary Baptist Church, oh, now you're saying something now. See, now you, you know, you, you got that extra anointing if you got all that. Let me see. Good Hope Free Will uh, Church. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Is it Missionary? I don't see it saying. Said, nope. It's not Missionary Baptist. It's just Baptist. All right, I ain't mad at him though. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad. That's good though. So, so good. Congrats to him. I'm gonna have to go over there and check it out. Over on the west side. Let's see where is it at. It right is of California. Six zero six one two. Yeah, I see that. I see that. that, that they they consider that the West Loop. No, they don't. Stop playing. Ever since they moved the um the map around, they moved the map around. Okay. You you, you might be in humble part. No, <laughs> okay. you're not. You're not. Okay, I see. I see him. I see where it's at. Okay. Oh, okay. I see it from. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right on California. Let's see what's across the street. Oh, it's a big old parking lot. A big vacant lot across the street. That's California. Right. And... Um, maybe two blocks away from Jensen. What is this? California and see the cross street. I can't see the cross street, but it's California and something. But yeah, man, that's 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 big ups, man. Big ups to my boy, uh, Pastor Cornelius Parks, man. Good, good to see God still. Uh, moving and doing some things for you in your life. Uh, look, real quick. Uh, yesterday's, man, the shootings in Chicago were, um, can I say, outrageous? Did you four piece check in at your own church? Did I four piece check in? Did you four piece check in? Did it, wait a minute, where the rest of the Ebenezer folk at? I know y'all on here. You know, pastor can't check in himself. I guess he could check in, but he didn't check in. It's some Ebenezer folk on here. Uh, well, you know, listening, ear hustling, sneak, whatever you want to call it. Y'all can say something. Uh, uh, y'all can say something over here at the uh to tell us what 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 was the sermon title and what was the information uh from yesterday over here. Cause we make that the last one. If ain't nobody else gonna check it, it's sixteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen people on here. Uh, between Facebook and YouTube, we had two church check in. Now y'all playing around? Stop playing now. I got time for that. Come on, get it in. Uh. She said, nope, Nam one of y'all. <laughs> nam, nam, nam one. Nam one. Not a Nam. Mm-hmm. I like the way you say not a Nam. Don't nam. nobody say mm-hmm. not a Nam like you say mm-hmm. not a Nam. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, so, yeah, did nobody, did nobody check in? I, I, I'll check in. Let me see. Oh, go, go ahead. Check let in. Mess up. Look, let me mess up. Uh, oh, wait. I know the title. The uh oh, I said, but the church Ebenezer, duh, y'all got that part. Like, oh, see me checking in, don't don't that don't count. That don't count. These it's supposed to be some some folk. Okay. Anyway, what church did you go to? I went to Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music on the South Side of Chicago, in the heart of Bronzeville. 
that's that's a good place. Yeah. So anyway, I go down there, and uh, Miss Campbell, who has the other kindergarten class, was down there in the cafeteria. So she had they were down there. So you know, because I I was late getting down there because I'm with my own class. I ain't got time to be coming down here. So anyway, I get down there, and uh, Miss Campbell said, "I got introduced to all these students." So first I met. Is this what she's talking about, about the biblical name? So first I met Jaira. All right. Uh-huh, Jehovah Jaira. All right. My Me? provider. All right. Huh? Jehovah. Huh? Come on. <laughs> right. I met Jaira. The boy's name is Jaira. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, then I met Noah. Huh? Come on, Noah. Come through. I met Noah. Noah. Noah was there, right? She took me through the whole thing. Then she said, now I need you to walk to the other end of the table down there and go ask her what her name is. I said, hey, babe, what's your name here? She said, Mary. This is Mary. Mary of Jesus' mama was sitting on the end down there of the other table. That was Mary. Then I went over here. Here was Joseph. Jesus' mama and daddy is down at the school. Some kids about to do great things. To the Polaris. <laughs> then across from her was Elijah. Come on, somebody. Oh, look here. If I, I felt that I started to preach. I felt good down in the cafeteria. The first time I felt good in the lunchroom. <laughs> the food is horrible. But anyway, I went over there. So then that, was that, that, that wasn't it. This is how I closed out the day. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You wait a minute. Say it again. You said it like Ty Drippy. Uh, <laughs> you said it like Ty Drippy. What I say? <laughs> that wasn't it. But that wasn't it. <laughs> right. But the story doesn't end there. Right. You ready for this? Guess what the last baby's name was? was blessed. Oh. Huh? Is she a blessing? Blessed, no. But All her right. name was Blessed. <laughs> I mean, how could, I could have preached right there. I could have <laughs> gave us a, a, a little, uh, what they call a sermonette. <laughs> They was just had big old smiles you, you on their face. You should have just anointed the babies. I, they, I think they was already, they should have anointed me. I should have let them lay hands on me, but their hands was kind of grimy. I told you what they sound like. <laughs> you got to be careful letting kindergartners put their hands on you because mm-hmm. their hands be a little suspect. You know, they, they ain't quite figured out all the... That's right, fiance. <laughs> he turned it. Yeah, I mean, look here. Them babies, I said, these folks is mad. And then I went over to one little boy. I said, what's your name? He, he gave... He, he brought me back to reality real quick. What's your name? Darnell. All right. All right. Sound, sound like you owe a couple of child support payments. <laughs> right. No, he was like, my name, Darnell. You know, I had to smile like, okay, I had to act like I was actually a good too. man or he owed a, a couple of child support payments. You can either go either way with that oh, one. Man, so yeah, that so that kindergarten class is anointed. I'm gonna start hanging out down there in 106 when I take my lunch or something. I'm gonna go, let me hang out down here in 106 and see what y'all are doing down here in the church. I'm gonna I call that the church room because everybody over there. I mean, the whole room full of biblical children, a whole room full of them. It's wonderful. Anyway, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. What else we got? What else we got? Was there anything else? Did I miss anything? Uh, I have not watched. Everybody's losing their mind over the Dave Chappelle. Uh, show. I have not watched it yet. Uh, I said I was supposed to watch it yesterday, but I didn't. Uh, I have, I have, I have not watched it yet, so don't. I can't, I can't comment um, on it. I guess he did a whole other thing on the uh, trans, trans people. Mm-hmm. That's why people are upset. Um, oh well, I probably don't need to watch it because I'm probably going to be in 100% agreement. So they're going to be mad at me. But you know how I feel about that. I'm used to folks being mad at me. So, <laughs> but I ain't Dave Chappelle. Um, you know. Anyway. Uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we come back, uh, we are going to jump into our topic conversation. But before we take our break, before we take our break, there is a play, and I forgot to give this to the people at the church house. 
uh, yesterday. There is a play coming up. There is a play, a play coming up. The play is called uh, Tamar, Tamar, not Tamar Braxton, but Tamar from the Bible. This is it. When you've been pushing uncomfortable memories out of your consciousness, uh, failing to deal with them, they seem to explode when we least expect it. Tamar is a brilliant play one that promises a powerful experience for audiences who will not only experience breathtaking performances, but will also be asked to confront one of the most heart-wrenching subjects, sexual abuse. This traumatic experience is even worse when it's from the people you know and trust. Will the young girl be able to recover from the scars left on her by her brother? Will she let this trauma define her fate? Come find answers to these questions with us on Saturday, November 13th at 7:30. Where? At the Hillside uh Hillside Illinois uh passes right down the street from your school, man. So look here, you Freedom. Freedom right down the street. Uh Freedom Baptist Church 4541 Harrison Street, Hillside, Illinois. Look here. She only got 145 tickets left. And we got about 40 of them over here. Does even do we even have that many? Tickets are selling fast. Tickets are selling. Okay, so yeah, tickets are selling fast. We actually have some physical tickets. You can buy them from us right here. That will uh, kill the taxes. That will, right, because you, you buy them online at the Eventbrite, you got to pay them taxes and that processing fee. But if you want us to sell you some tickets, look here. You can hit us up. Let us know how many you need. The play is going to be awesome. Uh, her last play at Freedom uh, was amazing. She told me that they got the uh, they got her own sound person coming because I told her, you know, I I do I come do your sound for you so we can you know because I can't stand a bad microphone. No, no, Jalen would love to come do the light. Right, right. So, uh, but it's an amazing stage play, amazing band. Uh, her actors, her cast is amazing. Uh, it's an amazing play. Going to be dealing with uh, uh, sexual abuse, uh, molest, um, and and all of that, and how you come out of it, uh, even when it's in the family, when it's a family trauma. So it is going to be good, good, good. Uh, check it out. Check it out. See us for tickets. Hit us up in our inbox. Hit Tanya. Hit myself. Let us know you want to come. The tickets are $35. That's not bad for a show. And it is, watch this, it is Broadway level. I'm not saying that. I don't, y'all know I don't push stuff if it ain't good. I don't. If it wasn't, look, if it wasn't, we wouldn't even be talking about it. That's just how I do. Uh, so it is Broadway level. It is good time. The theater itself, the church, I should say, is a former theater. If you've never been to Hillside, uh, Freedom Baptist Church. It is the former Hillside Theater, uh, the actual movie theater that was converted into. They bought it and they turned it into an amazing worship facility. Uh, so the church acoustically, you already know what that does, uh, and they have an amazing sound system, uh, great band in place. So it's going to be a great, great, great show. Come out, hang out with us. We'll be there uh, that night. Uh, that is again. That is Saturday, November the what's that again? Thirteenth at seven thirty. You might want to if you're going. I would tell you start getting that no later than six forty-five, seven o'clock because it is first seat, first come, first serve. There are no tickets, no numbers on the seats. So, but there is not a bad seat in the house at Freedom. Let me be, let me let you know that it's like Freedom is like Ebenezer. There's no there's really not a bad seat in the house except that balcony just stops you know on either side mm-hmm. it doesn't go all the way around but there's not a bad seat in freedom not a bad seat in freedom so come hang out with us it's going to be a great great time uh, you can and you again the tickets are thirty five dollars if you buy them online you're gonna spend more money but you can't go and get them if you want to buy them from us we'll do we'll do it via Zelle or whatever <clears throat> and save you the uh, <clears throat> excuse me save you the processing fee and the taxes and all that kind of stuff. But again, the play is called Tamar. Tamar, y'all know the story of Tamar uh, in the Bible. So it's it's based off of that, uh, but just uh, with a new new spin. Torina Page is her name. 
Uh, she is a family friend. Uh, her, I've, I've been friends with her husband probably uh, his entire, almost his entire life. Uh, we grew up together. We played Little League Baseball together. Uh, we got chased out of Godfield Park by gangbangers together, all of that. And his brother, Pastor Person, in case you didn't know, her brother-in-law is Kevin Page, who is the owner and proprietor of You Chill, We Grill, who will probably be on the premises serving some good barbecue meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. Did I do good on my commercial? It's all over. I got to take a break because I need some water in here to fix my throat. And uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, where is, come on back, come on back. Where is, where is, okay. I don't see it in here now. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Oh, there we go. Yep. So here we go. I'm going to play a little bit. Uh, I haven't played any bit of this. Uh, it's still being playing on the radio now. They are still blowing it up. Uh, the simple song is simply called Forward. Uh, my sister, my little sister, Lanasia Tyson. Be right back, y'all. Two T's, one L, one O, T T L O radio. Why do I have no sound? Play. I don't hear nothing. I ain't do it. Oh, I know why I ain't playing. <laughs> Might want to hit this button over here. Be right back, y'all. I am much older now. And so despite what the enemy tries, I can rely on the word of God. So now. Wrong. 
uh, on Eventbrite for uh, for what? What are you doing? Simple search for uh, for the event. How, how it all, all began. began. How it all began. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Help a brother out. I was struggling. Uh, for the event, how it all began. That's where you can register there. Uh, the registration is free. doesn't cost you anything. So come on and hang out with us that Saturday. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited, excited, excited about it. All right. <clears throat> we got a great article for you guys tonight. Uh, a great article. Uh, I, I noticed. So, you know, I was going through. We always check because we've been doing this show now for eight years. Yes. Eight. Wow. Jesus Christ. It, it, it'll be eight next year. It'll be eight next year? Yeah. So we just did seven this past year? Yeah. You sure? 2014. Yeah, we just did seven. 2014. We celebrated five here. Four, okay, right. Okay, you're right, right, right. That was five we did here. Okay, so 20. All right, you're right. Okay, so five, six. Oh, yeah, six, seven. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, eight. We'll be, it'll be eight years next year. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting that mixed up with the thousand show. That's what it is. Right. So, uh, but eight years, man. So I went back. So we always check because we really don't do repeat articles. Uh, but this article, uh, myself and Pastor Henderson made an attempt to do this article back in uh, 2016. Uh, but we were having technical difficulties that day. This was before we were even on Facebook. This was a Ustream uh, deal back in 2016. Uh, but we just came up today. This was posted today uh, on Church Leaders Today. And uh, we decided that we would just go with it, man. I'm like, you know what? That I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I stopped debating how things work out. Uh, but anyway, so the article is by Kerry Neewolf. Y'all know Kerry Neewolf. He is an amazing, um, amazing writer and blogger. Uh, he's a speaker and podcaster. Uh, he's a former lawyer and founding pastor of the Connexus Church, one of the largest and most influential churches in Canada, uh, with over 6 million downloads. The Kerry Neewolf Leadership Podcast features today's top leaders and cultural influencers. His most recent book is I Didn't See It Coming, uh, Overcoming the Seven Greatest Challenges That No One Expects and Everyone Experiences. Kerry and his wife, Tony, reside near Barrie, Ontario, and have two children. So it's Kerry Neewolf. Y'all check him out. Again, we only use articles from, from, uh, from some people with some, with, with some good resumes, huh? With some good <laughs> Shante, really use your fingers. If, I know that's right. Uh, but we use people that's got, you know, they're, they're, when they write these things, they're writing them with experience in mind. And um, they're not just making up stuff as they go. But here we go. Uh, seven signs. Seven signs your church will never change. Ooh, Lord. Let me say this again. I didn't write the article. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. Call somebody else. Don't don't look. Don't worry about me. What what how the thing go? Don't don't do this. Don't fight me. Fight the bad. What is this? Right, right, help right, right. Don't help me. Help the bad. There it is. All right. So here we go. Seven signs your church will never change. This is what the writer says. Uh, there's a very good chance that you're trying to change something in your church or organization. There's even a decent chance some of you are trying to change everything. Uh, he says, I've been there. Just because God never changes doesn't mean the church shouldn't. Ooh, Lord, that's a T-shirt right there. Just because God never changes doesn't mean that the church shouldn't. I think I need to highlight that so I can remind Tanya that I might need a T-shirt over there. You know, she got a new job and all. We can get some new T-shirts. Uh, just because God never changes. 
doesn't mean your church shouldn't. The writer goes on to say, in fact, the most effective church changes constantly. Mm. But effective churches never change the mission or the message. Those are eternal. But effective churches always change the methods to make sure the mission stays alive and the message gets heard. And that means change. Change is at the heart of effective churches because a leader's job is to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Ooh, can I say that again? A leader's job is to take people from where they are to where they need to be. He goes on to say, you can't do it without ushering in change. And yet trying to change, uh, trying to engineer change can be one of the most difficult things you'll ever do as a leader. So he says, how do you know when your church is simply so resistant to change uh, that it isn't going to budge? How do you know the problem is so deep that radical intervention is required? Here we go. Seven signs. Your church is never going to change. I know you're over there busy. I'm ready. But when you get a moment, can you slide up the disclaimer? Yes, I will. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to put that out there real, real quick. The disclaimer. The, let me know. We make it big so I can see it on my screen, too. Uh, there it is. The disclaimer simply says the views the opinion. <laughs> and the opinion expressed. I ain't seen it yet. It's still, I'm waiting it's for it coming to come up. up. Mine is delayed over here. Uh, anyway. Delay is not denied. <laughs> the opinions and beliefs and viewpoints expressed by the various authors and uh, people uh, and forum participants on this website and show do not necessarily reflect the opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints of Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church or its leadership. All right, we got that out of the way. Seven signs your church is never going to change. Number one, help me, Holy Ghost. You keep having the same conversation over and over and over let me throw some extra overs in here. And over again. Okay. <laughs> Make me over. I know, right? The writer says this. He says, you ever had that feeling like uh, no meeting is ever a new meeting? Jesus. Mm. That you're talking about the same issues month after month, year after year. Far too many church leaders have that feeling, actually. He says, without getting into specifics, I worked a report uh, on, a church growth, uh, on church growth 15 years ago for a church group experiencing decline. Last year, I saw the same group of people, uh, same group of people table an almost identical report addressing the exact same issues. By all accounts, they had made no progress on the issue despite studying it for a decade and a half. Sweet Jesus. He says the only thing that changed, of course, is that now the problem is far worse than it was before. The attendance decline they were experiencing experiencing has morphed into a free fall talking about an issue even talking passionately about an issue and doing nothing about it is a complete waste of time jesus awareness doesn't solve problems discussions don't solve problems insight who helped me i could preach now doesn't solve problems action does uh, in my latest book, I actually have this book, Lasting Impact, Seven Powerful Conversations That Will Help Grow Your Church. He says, I devote an entire chapter to how to lead your board, your board through a productive conversation that leads to actual change. Let me help you all with something real quick. I didn't even realize this in this article, and I guess I should have. So this is 2016. This book was part of my curriculum 
in my doctoral studies uh, for the church revital for the church revitalization piece. There you go. Uh, it was one of the materials that was used. Um, but again, lasting impact. Seven powerful conversations that will help your church grow. Um, you can sample a chapter there for those of you on on the website. But watch this. So again, here we go. The writer said it real simple. Uh, you keep having the same conversation over and over again. How many times do you have to keep having the same conversations before we actually have some action? A lot of churches, a lot of church, and I like what he said because he said churches and organizations. So this conversation can fit either your church or your business, your your school or whatever. How many times do you keep having the same conversation and nothing ever changes? I can say I'm going to change it, but I don't. We can have a huge meeting about it, but I don't. I can say, oh, well, here's the idea, and let's do this. And then we do it for a day or two, a week or two, and then we go back to what we're comfortable with. Right? You, 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 th- there's got to be a, a – and, and I, I said something the other day, and I think I said it. It wasn't even another day. I think it was yesterday. Because this is how I feel about churches that don't want to change or organizations that don't want to change. You can say you don't want the organization to change. Maybe I should say this for later on because I don't know what the rest of the points are. I'm going to come back to it because I feel some kind of way. It's what I said to you yesterday mm-hmm. about uh, people who've been in positions for so long and they don't want stuff to change. But I'm going to save it because I may feel another spot to say it. But remind me to say it if I don't say it, okay? That's, okay. Your, that's your fifth job for the day. Say what you mean. <laughs> what's that? Say what you mean. It mean what you say. It mean what you say. I know, okay, so. I know. <laughs> Um, here we go. Here we go. I'm just going to say it like this. Uh, nope. I'm going to say it now. Cause that's what I'm going to, it's in my spirit. I'm going to go and say it now. Here is the deal. You can say you want your church to grow and you can want your church to change, but you really don't. Right. Because you've got, you've gotten comfortable <clears throat> with the hierarchy or you've gotten comfortable. Watch this now with how things were done. Even though you were struggling doing those things, you got comfortable in your struggle. I'm going to help somebody. But here is the problem. If, if, let me, let me, let me just use a scenario. Can, let, church, can church members have trauma bonds? Like, because they're so used to the trauma. Yes, yes, like, yes. It doesn't feel good unless they're yes. something. Yes, you can be, you can, you can be, what, is, what do they call it? When the, uh, when the, the, the Stockholm Syndrome, you get used to it. You 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 feel like I got to stay in kidnap mode. I got to stay in captive mode. You know, or in what? <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore. Oh, you know, like you know. Yeah. he's very depressed. Uh-huh. So so this is this was my thought. Let's 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 call it uh 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 the let's call it Juniper Tree Baptist Church. I just made that up. Juniper Tree. I don't even know a juniper. I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> but Juniper Tree Baptist Church and Juniper Tree Baptist Church has been around, let's just say, for ninety-five years. And for ninety-five years, Juniper Tree Baptist Church had some highs, some lows, some more highs, and then some lows, and then some low lows, and then they kind of they kind of plateaued at the low, and then they did you know a whole bunch of kind of stuff. All right. In the process, some of these same people, same family, same whatever, have been in some kind of positions at the Juniper Tree Church, right? And then in the process, they have not added anything to the church. Now, you've had some outsiders come in from different places, but if you go all the way back through the history, it's been the same people at the same time throughout the same process. 
Here is the problem that I see at the Juniper Tree uh, Hill Grove Missionary Southern Baptist Church. Okay. Right. If, if, if your only legacy is that you maintain the church, but your own family doesn't come to the church, your 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 nieces or your grandchildren or under these people none of these people are active members in the church what have you been doing at the church for umpteen umpteen years what have you been bringing to the church other than drama what do you do at the church what are you doing to help enact the change what are you doing to produce uh uh, uh to pull the church out other than where well, we did it all or we do it all or we've been doing it all that look, nobody knocks anybody that does a job and you do the best job he said i better stop you <laughs> nobody does nobody does nobody does the look at nobody's knocking what people do Nobody's knocking what people do. I'm going to say this, and this is me. This ain't nobody else. That's why I put it up. And unless you're a member of the Juniper Tree Missionary Southern Baptist Church on the Hill Grove, you shouldn't be offended by this. Now, let me say what I'm going to say. So watch this. If your only goal is to keep the church at its status quo, because that way when you die and it's your time to show up, the church will be packed. Because it seems like people have the attitude of, I only want the church packed for funerals. Because, see, we, see, down at the juniper tree, they know how to pack a church out for a funeral. The juniper tree church. Anybody want to join? Won't you come? But if you are, if your only goal is to be stretched out in the front, here is the problem. Once we close the casket, and they and they drive you over to Burr Oak or wherever you're going to be. Your legacy has to be more than us showing old pictures of you being in the Juniper Tree Youth Choir or whatever in 1965. It has to be more than that. So you can't say out of one side of your mouth, I want the church to change, but then out the other side of your mouth, uh, 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 I want it to change, but I still got to be able to do X, Y, and Z the way we've been doing X, Y, and Z. Let me move on number two because it's already 820. I'm going to tell you right now, don't inbox me. Don't inbox me. You got something to say, you better put it in this chat. Don't, don't do it. Number two, every time someone raises a new idea, uh-oh, someone lists three reasons it won't work. Let me drink some of these God's tears. Pray for me, church. Pray for me. Y'all ain't praying. Every time someone raises a new idea, someone lists three reasons it won't work. The writer says, of course, the reason you have the same conversation again and again is because every time you raise a new approach, someone lists three reasons it won't work. You know what won't work for you long term. Coming up with reasons why it won't work. There are thousands, there are a thousand reasons innovations won't work until they work. Watch this. In 1876, cash Alexander Bell offered to sell his new invention, the telephone, to Western Union for $100,000. They rejected it. Uh-huh. This, by all accounts, was their report. This was their report. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He said, say something fifth Sunday. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. This is the report 
from Western Union about Alexander Graham Bell, the actual report. The writer says, this is what they said. We do not see that this device will ever be ever capable of sending recognizable speech over a distance of several miles. Hubbard and Bell want to install one of their telephone devices in every city. This, I, the idea is idiotic on the face of it. Furthermore, why would any person want to use this ungainly and impractical device when he can send a messenger to the telegraph office and have a clear written message sent to any large city in the United States? Ignoring the obvious limitations of his device, which is hardly more than a toy, this device is inherently of no use to us. We do not recommend its purchase. Take that to your next board meeting. Think about that. These people at Western Union, when he offered to sell them the idea, you know Western Union where y'all go to send money when they be begging to ask y'all to send them some money, Graham? <laughs> them people, Western Union, they rejected the telephone because they couldn't buy into the idea. It just was beyond their imagination. So when you're giving me three ideas that won't work, where are your solutions? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes we as preachers can have some harebrained schemes. I understand. But a lot of times we're working on a different level of faith, and we can't expect everybody to understand that. But here is the deal. You don't have to trust everything that the preachers say or the pastors say. But can you trust the God that sent them? Now, watch this. Let me help some people. Even if you don't believe God sent them, can you trust the, can you trust the God that allowed them? Come on now. I wish y'all would give me some help. It, regardless of the situation, your faith ought to be in God. And so you have to have enough faith to say, okay, let me hear the idea. Let me hear the goal. Let me hear the vision. Let me hear the thought. And then how can I, as an individual, not me as my group, but how can I, as an individual, either help this vision come to pass, watch out now, or watch this. Can I say it like I mean it? Pray for me. Get the hell out the way. One of the two. One of the two. You got two options. I can either help, meaning I can add some input, or I can say, you know what? The idea sounds good, but what, how about if we tweak it here? There ain't nothing wrong with a tweak. Because trust me, the phone that we use today is not the same phone that Alexander Graham Bell and, and, uh, and them invented back in the day. Somebody tweaked it as they went along. But we don't need any more naysayers in the church. We got enough naysayers on the outside of the church. We don't need more naysayers in the church. I feel like I need to move on because I could preach right there for a minute too. It's just amazing to me how... There are no ideas. And then watch this. You knock all the new ideas, but your only idea are from the 60s. I can't get no help. Let me drink some more water. I feel my voice. I feel my preacher voice coming. Let me. But your ideas are from the 60s. And, and, and at some point, watch this, at some point, if all of your highlights, oh, help me. Can we go back to the, what's the name of the church? The Juniper Tree. Mm-hmm. If at the Juniper Tree Church, the last highlight that you have, help me, Holy Ghost, is in black and white. Oh, Jesus, help me, God. If the last highlight, oh, God, 
if the last Jesus help me well if the last highlight I feel preachy if the last highlight is in black and white or when everybody had afros and bell bottoms and you and, 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 let me move to number three. I, I do as you know what well, we probably should. I should move on to number three. Right, as my mama would say, I should hang up now. <laughs> I done blew my own hair back and I ain't got none. Oh God, can we move to number three? I promise y'all I didn't write this article. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Carrie Neewolf. I gave y'all his name, Carrie. Carrie Neewolf. Get mad at him because he the one. Uh, who wrote the article. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Don't get mad at me. Carrie Newell says, number three, number three, he says, uh, fondness for the past exceeds passion for the future. I promise y'all I didn't write this. I promise you I could have wrote it. <laughs> but I didn't write it. <laughs> and that's a note. You're not a ghostwriter either. I don't ghostwrite. I don't, I don't ghostwrite. Look, I struggle writing my own stuff. I can't ghostwrite for nobody else. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, but here it is. Here it is. This is what the writer says. Fondness for the past exceeds passion for the future. This is what he says. He says, a sure sign that people will never change is a deep love for the past, eclipses, any enthusiasm for the future. Let me say this right now. Uh, any pastor listening or watching, please take this article and use that to your next Bible study. You go right ahead. You don't need my permission, but guess what? I will applaud. Okay. The, uh, 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 the writer says, how do you know this might be you? It's simple. Monitor your language. When most of your stories and even your verb tenses are in the past tense, it's a sign you're looking backward, not forward. If all your cultural references, songs, movies, and shows are rooted decades in the past, it's a sign you've lost touch with the present and the future. When your fondness for what you used to do is greater than your passion for what you're going to do, you're in trouble. Oh, that's a t-shirt. Bless God. Bottom line, when all of your excitement is about the past, you haven't got much of a future. Woo! Woo! Let me sip some more of this. Oh, God. <sighs> I've been married twice. Right? Twice. Well, I guess I should say three times. <laughs> Thank you. Correct me. I've been married three times. But let's just say I'd only been married twice. And and now I'm 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 dating, right? Say I'm dating, right? Not single and dating. But all of my conversations <laughs> have to do with either ex wife number one or ex wife number two and how they did things when they did things. And and, and, and so all of my stories are about them. So when I finally meet somebody and decide to go out and date and we sit there and everything is, well, how did you do about this? Well, you know, so-and-so used to do this. And I remember when I first met her, she used to do this. And, oh, we used to go to this place all the time. And, oh, we used to do this. And I remember the time when we used oh, you remember that time? Oh, that wasn't you. That was, I'm sorry. Oh, what about you? That wasn't you either. I'm sorry. Oh, everything I talk about, it was with them. How am I making room for the new person? Thank you. Huh? 
make it enough. How am I making room for the new person if all I have is the people that I used to be with? How am I making room? How am I, how am I cleaning the area? I, I've used this analogy before. How do you go buy brand new living room furniture and you never moved out the old living room furniture? Or when the furniture company show up, you say, oh, we can't throw that away because that's where my grandmama sat at. My grandmama fell out on that couch over there. You remember when you were five, you peed on that couch over there. We can't throw that couch out. Hold on, people. Is the couch anointed? I know I'm going to get in trouble. Y'all pray for me. Is the couch anointed? Are the seats, are the chairs, is it, I mean, you know, this ain't like the Old Testament when, when there were uh, 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 items that were anointed, you know, like the Moses' staff and the Ark of the Covenant. And we're talking about, we're talking about people. How do you expect to move forward if everything you talk about is what y'all used to do? Could you imagine? Now, I don't do this because I'm the one who likes to cook, but I would never. Could you imagine if, if you're in a relationship and you're, you're, you're you know, I, I say it like this, even if it wasn't your ex-wife, if you're with your new wife or whoever and you're talking about food and you constantly say, well, that's not how my mama cooks it. Well, that ain't how my grandmama used to cook it. Well, that ain't how this is. You know, when I was they used to cook it like this. And Mother So-and-So down at the Juniper Tree Church, when she was in the kitchen, she used to put marshmallows in. Well, you know what? Guess what? You Can you go dig Mother So-and-So up? I can't get no help. In, in the words of my best co-worker, uh-huh. you going home with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all won't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with celebrating the past, but we can't live there. We can't live there. It's like this. Not only is it not fair to the new people, it ain't fair to you. And look around. Look around at at at, at, at who's with you. A bunch of other people that's either your age or older that are no longer, can I say it in a nice way, in the fruit-producing uh, 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 realm. You can't go out and evangelize the people and say, well, you know, we're this and this and this, and, you know, and we, we're this and this. Well, are you? Yeah, you were, but are you? I mean, we, 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 we want to carry these, these, these great titles and, 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 and have these great names, but then we do nothing in reality to honor it other than reflecting. But what have you done present tense, present tense, to establish that you still are? Huh? Okay, all right. Let's, let's number what we at, four. Mm-hmm. Number. Let me let me act four, like four, four. let me act like I got a oh, some kind of degree. Number four. <laughs> Number four. Small things. Ugh. What are we talking about again today? 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 People. Uh, I'm talking seven signs. Seven signs. Your church will never never change. Number four says small things always become big things. 
<sighs> Small things always become big things. As a leader, the writer says, you love to solve some big issues. But the challenge when you lead a group that won't change is that you never reach any big things because the small things always become big things. You know what I'm talking about, the writer says. The debate on whether you should have carpet or hardwood that lasted for six months. And then they decided on carpet, which itself then became the two-month discussion of what color the carpet should be, which then became the four-month debate on who should install it. You know what you should do when you face a leadership stalemate like that? Break it in one night and install it yourself. He says, okay, I'm only kind of half kidding. Or he says, call an audible and say something as direct as, hey, we've been talking about this for four months. We have to stop and move on to make progress. We, why are we stuck like this? When small things always become big things, you'll never tackle any truly big issue. I remember them telling me about uh, the late pastor of the Kingdom Missionary Baptist Church, my grandmama's husband, uh, James A. Horton. I remember the story when they got that building over there on the west side. 1972, they moved into a, a building that used to be a Christian science center. Apparently, the church had blue carpet in the church. All that red carpet you see, mm-hmm. or whatever, dark maroon, whatever that is, mm-hmm. was blue in the church. And our, uh uh, they had got in and moved in. They bought them some robes. And I don't know if you've ever seen the robes. Actually, it was one still hanging in that old room on the other side, across from where the old studio was. Mm-hmm. The robes were uh, uh, some sort of tan, but with that blue color in it. So they matched. They were okay. matching with the KBC logo on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess they had been having meetings about the carpet. And you know how the meet you know how you know how church business meeting go. So they had been having meetings and the meetings went on. Well, there was a couple of deacons in the church. Uh Deacon Ned Bird was a very good contractor back in his day before he got old. Very good contractor. So apparently the story goes the way I was told is that Deacon Ned Bird, uh, my, my 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 grandmama's husband, Pastor James A. Horton, <laughs> called Deacon Bird and said, Go down there. And rip out all the blue carpet. They ripped it all out. Folk came back to church on Sunday and it was ripped. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to respond. The trustees was mad. Some of the other deacons was mad. But that red color, what color is the carpet in Kingdom Missionary Baptist Church, Tanya? Maroon. It's still maroon. Now, look at it. I'm not saying to break protocol, but what I am saying is the color of the carpet should not take six months to figure out. But you, I mean, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Come on, what don't you got? Don't think I don't get it. Don't think you don't get it. But, but, but just, yeah, but. How the ever. Comma. Comma. I think about it in terms of like when uh, daily destroyed Meg's field. Uh-huh. You can't, you just can't do what you want. But I mean, and he, but he did what he wanted. He he X that bad boy up, and now it's a whole island 
And it's, where, now, it's now Northerly Island. Northerly right? Island and everything else concerts like that. Concerts happen there. Yeah, concerts happen there. You know, you know, and I, I take it in terms of, you know, your grandfather. <laughs> from what I've been told, he didn't play none of that. Like, you know, like, but but you can't be a dictator either. Right. That was a, that was a fine line. He had for for him he he my understanding and this is I I got both sides of it because I heard from him from the from the, the stories from you know we heard at the house but then I heard the other side from Lovey McCurtis mm-hmm. who was my mentor but Lovey McCurtis who was the financial secretary mm-hmm. so he you know they they had some clashes because he was the person in charge of the purse and he was the pastor mm-hmm. but here was the deal they under they met in the middle. They understood, you know, how what, to... What was the middle when the when it, when the carpet got... Well, he up. wasn't there for the carpet. Okay. This, this was pre-Lovey McCurdy. Okay. No, this was... No, no, this was pre-Lovey. Okay. And then most of the people scared James Wood. Right. Like, you can't, you can't like, have... Like, like, like fearful. Like, yeah, like, like, not reverence fear. Yeah. Like, afraid fear. Right. You can't, you can't rule with an iron fist. <laughs> like, you know, like, who... Well, you know, he was like six. He was like six four. Yeah, six, three, I know. Six, I, I, I've heard, I've and, heard the tale. And, and he was a third-degree black belt. So they... <laughs> Because <laughs> even when they put him out of when they put him out of um uh what was the church he got put out of Greater Union when Greater Union put him out that, like all the deacons came armed uh and surrounded the pulpit like locked arms so he couldn't get in the pulpit that Sunday morning they escorted him out of the church but the, the story goes that, that the, the way the story goes if they wasn't armed it would have been a fight. He was gonna do roundhouse kick them all. He probably would have tried. <laughs> but I'm just still saying he you probably can't. would have tried. It would have been like Kung Fu Night at Great Union. Like you, you know. It was still in the seventies too. So the, the, the day, afternoon. the day, uh, the day Daly took Meg Steele away and yeah. everything else like that, he took people's jobs away and everything. He did. Uh, and, our former pastor yeah. Ray Williams was working. He was an air traffic controller at Meg Steele. That's where he had been. That's where he had retired to from the Navy. Right. And and that's where he was at Meg's Field. And they he went he said he went to work on, on Friday and or whatever day it was. All it was was gravel, big big pieces of rock. He tore out he he made exits. Yeah, so that nothing could land. Now his excuse was he no longer wanted planes flying over uh uh after nine eleven. But we were still flying after nine eleven. no he no wanted no planes flying over in mm-hmm. that in that zone gotcha. because a lot of the little private uh planes were flying right in be- like sometimes in between buildings so they were doing a little extra i ain't defending uh daily but they were but some half of the flights to o'hare make a u-turn that I, you, okay i, go I ahead. hear you go ahead it would have been it would have been Everybody was kung fu. Yeah. So here's my deal. This is what I'm saying about the, about the changes. I, I hear what you're saying. It's not about being a dictator. Here is the deal. It's just like if I come to you and I say, Tanya. Uh, uh, you have just done some things. Sometimes I do just do stuff. Mm-hmm. But only for what? A moment of reflection. <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to say? What you, what you trying to say? Consideration should always be given. I'm not saying you don't, but this, the writer is saying it shouldn't be a six-month process to figure mm-hmm. out what, what if you're going to be carpet or hardwood to make it carpet and then to argue for two more months about the color. Make a choice. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. You're not saying it ain't changing lives. 
It ain't about people. You know, while we playing about carpet, we, we, we spend all this time on this. We're not focusing on ministry. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you ought to be focused on ministry and not what color we going to paint this, who going to do this, why the flow ain't mopped, why we ain't do this, how come ain't no tissue in the bathroom. Ain't nobody got time for all that, but we got to have a meeting. Again, it's the small things that become big things. Let's move on. Where we at? Number who? Number five. Number five. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Number five. Number five. Number five says, number five says, uh, people are still complaining about the last thing you changed. Uh oh. <laughs> people are still complaining about the last thing you changed. The writer says this You know, you're leading people who don't want to change when they're still complaining about the last thing you changed. And that was five years ago. He says, I don't know what else to say about this except that was five years ago. Really? Stop already. You know what? Th- those are the people who can't find, they can't, they realize they don't have an argument as to why they don't want anything to change. So they'll focus on something you did change. And nine times out of 10, it was something that you changed that they had an issue with and not a majority of people had an issue with. Because people can get mad with the simple stuff of, like, you know, I uh, mean, no, well, I like, mean, why y'all don't sit in the pulpit no more? <laughs> no. Yeah, seriously. When you guys left. I told you, I tell you every time. Oh, when we, when we left Kingdom? When you guys left Kingdom. Oh, when the church split? Yeah. And when it was time to pick for the pulpit committee and everything. <laughs> and that person turned to the other people and was like, you know, and like, you know, so you've been holding on to this for so long. They like they had came back. We were about three or four years in. Yep. And you were still and mad. You, people were still that mad they had left about those people that left the church. Like we were like, like as if we wouldn't be in this predicament right now if they had not left. <laughs> what that what does that have to do with picking out who's going to be the pulpit committee person? From our group, but that was the that but that's the foolishness of the level of thinking of people, because when you look at the at the case of most churches that are in disarray, it's easy. Yeah, at the end of the day, the buck stops with the pastor. At the end of the day, that's where it stops. But if you start digging through the minutia, and start dig, and, and and just sit him or her over here, and say, now what is really wrong over here? What was wrong before he and her got here? What was wrong before they showed up? Have we fixed those issues yet? And the answer is probably no. Because you didn't like her. You and her didn't get along before Bishop so-and-so got here. You and her was fighting before Bishop got here. You and him was fighting before Bishop got here. You didn't like the way they did the family picnic. You didn't like the way she ran family and friends day. You didn't like the way they did this. Y'all been fighting for 25 years because you got kicked out the kitchen committee. And you still mad that they bought the Kenmore stove instead of the same stove. Right. (laughs) And you've been mad ever since. And, 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 and so now, you you know, it's just like even down at the old church. I remember when I think they finally threw out Mother Jenkins refrigerator. I think they finally threw it out, that yellow one, that beige one. I that refrigerator it, was there when we left. It was still there? I'm talking about since we left. Is I think it's been oh, thrown it out. Oh, be, it should be gone. It should be thrown yeah, out because yeah. it had no shelves. Yeah, yeah. Like there be. were no shelves in the refrigerator. I just thought y'all did it that way so y'all can hold like big chunks of meat. No, <laughs> the shelves broke. Okay. But Mother Jenkins bought that refrigerator. I think I might have been 
10 or 11. So we talking 1982. She bought that refrigerator. Well, yeah, you know, back in the day, stuff used to last. Now, it was a good old Kenmore from Sears. <laughs> but th- them people fought for that refrigerator. When you've had money to replace it, you didn't. When you had time and the resources to replace stuff, you didn't because you tried to hold on to stuff because mother so-and-so bought it. You, we, you can't be mad about people. T- I'm, I'm sorry. Because guess what? Everything else progresses. But church is the only place we want. We we refuse to we refuse to see any changes. It's the only place we don't want to see changes. We, we they change. Look, they change everything else. I, you know what I find funny though. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know the Holy Ghost be good to me. You know what I find funny. We don't want stuff to change, but we still go get a new car with all these new fancy bells and whistles on. But for all my see, some of y'all want the church to stay locked into 1970 and whatever, but y'all want these 2020 and 21 cars with, you know, with the automatic windows and the power steering. How about y'all drive them cars from back in the day? Let me see y'all turn that, huh, that steering wheel. Let me see you get your forearms real good trying to park your car. Let me see you have to roll the steering wheel, the, 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 the passenger window down, and then you got to rest across. You know, you got to rest across when ain't nobody in the car with you. You got to rest across to pull the doorknob up to let them, to pull the lock thing up to let them in. And God forbid you got to let the window down on the other side. You got to rest across and pull it down. Y'all don't want to check. Go backwards. Live, the, live your whole... Why try to make me stay somewhere and because, you, because you refuse to adjust to the... T- nobody said change the word. Nobody said stop praising God. Nobody said change any of that. We're simply saying, can we advance to the 20th century at least? Can we at least get to the 21st century? Somewhere up in there. Don't get me wrong. I like the song down in the back, sun rooftop, digging in the scene with a guy. I like that. I like to see a good old car, but I don't want to drive one. But them same folk that want to keep the church locked into 1965 and 75 are the same ones who won't drive a car. They'll go get a brand new whatever. But I want uh, I, I need mine to have the screen with the GPS. No, put your atlas in your glove box and pull your atlas out. You don't need no GPS because you're old school. you saved, full of the Holy Ghost. You, the Lord will guide you. You don't need no GPS in your car. Pull your atlas out. Matter of fact, I'll help you out a little bit. Come on back a little bit. Go to MapQuest. You can still print that out. Because you want to live in the past over here. You know, it, it, I said this, I said this uh, 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 on, on Sunday, two Sundays ago. You can't have faith over here and not have it over here. If you're going to have faith for God to put you in a new situation over here, then why would you have faith on this side for God to move you forward over here? Why won't you? I can't understand that. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <sighs> Number six. Uh-oh. It's one of my favorites. Number six. Number six. We've never done it that way before has become a theme song. We've never done it that way before 
has become a theme song. Is that a slow ballad? It's a slow ballad. It's easy to get smug and think only super traditional churches fall into traps like this, but not really. Successful growing churches struggle with this tension too. Why? Because effective churches, once experienced, is something most leaders don't want to jeopardize. Mm. As leaders, you become so afraid of breaking what's working that you resist change. Even success creates barriers to innovation. The greatest enemy of your future success is your current situation, your current success. Let me help you with something. Right now, I'm going to use Ebenezer as an example. Look at Tanya, your eyes got real big. It's something simple. Trust me, there ain't nothing that's going, nobody going to be upset about. But at Ebenezer, we're using, for our broadcast, we're using iPads. And, and, and everything is um, virtual or digital. Right, the the system that we use that Tanya uses to change screens, it's all stuff that we sampled first in here and we perfected in here before we took it out there. Right, but let's talk about progress. When I first got here to Ebenezer before Tanya came, they would we would stick an iPad in the middle of the floor, not even in the middle of the floor. It would be in the left side of the uh, third or fourth aisle on a tripod. Somebody will hit the start button on record, and we'll be live on Facebook. That's how we did it. And you know what? That worked for a time. But there is this little word called progress, right? Progress says, let's see how we can do this differently. So then there are different situations. Now, camera systems in churches, believe it or not, are very expensive. A decent camera. A decent working camera uh, to do what you need to do is probably going to run you somewhere, anywhere, starting at about $1,800 to $2,500, a decent camera. That's on the small scale. A full-size production camera can run you anywhere, like the cameras that they had in here from uh, when, when, when WTTW came and shot their stuff and when Fox came and shot their stuff. You know, we're talking full-fledged cameras. Them bad boys start at 10, 11, 12 grand, right? Okay. Not something that we were able to afford. Most, a lot of churches can't afford. So when we started doing research on how we could help expand this show and do things differently, because we used to do the same thing with, with, a, with a cell phone. We would come in, we would start the show, and somebody's like, okay, hit start. And y- if y'all go back and watch the old shows, you will see me then run back around the corner <laughs> and sit down. Or if somebody was in the studio, I would have them push play or push record, and then you would see them come around and sit down. But then we started testing out some stuff. And because it was in here, we test out everything. We, we'll, we'll try anything once. You know, I always say, well, I'll use my show as the guinea pig. And because we produce other people's shows, we were trying to do things to get their stuff to look better production-wise. Fast forward. Now, we're using different programs. I ain't going to tell you all what they are. Because, you know, you want that? Holler at us. We'll consult. Write the check. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> but we're using different programs, right? So now we went from having a singular iPad that just had one angle, no other shot, no graphics, uh, no production value, no audio. The audio was whatever you could hear in the background, uh, all of that. We went from that to having a full-fledged production. Now, here, here's the thing. We could stop there. But that's not progress. 
right? So when the opportunity comes for us to upgrade said system, guess what? It is going to be a headache, right? It is going to be a headache because now the good thing is Latanya is not a videographer. That's not her deal. That ain't, that ain't never been her deal. She has been forced, and I don't mean forced like gun to her head, not really, but she has been forced to learn how this equipment works from what we're doing now. But here is the deal. When we get re, uh, uh, physical, manually using uh, uh, devices uh, that require, you know, buttons to push and not digital screens to maneuver, it's going to require some knowledge that she's already learned. She can't turn around and say, I don't want to do this now because now we got real cameras. I don't want to do this now because this ain't what I'm used to. Even with sound systems, people are used to being able to go and physically touch the buttons, and I'm used to doing it this way, and this is the way I'm used to. Well, they don't—they're not making them that way. They, I mean, yeah, you can, I can still stand in the balcony and work the sound, but why should I do all that when I can stand over here and do it from the corner of the room? It's called progress. But some people are so resistant to change. Well, this is the way my uncle used to do the sound. Okay, but where's your uncle? There has to be, at some point, church, we got to be willing to to say, you know what, I'm willing to to change, or watch this, I'm going to encourage you while I step out the way. But what I'm not going to do is hinder you. That's what I'm not going to do. Oh, Lord. Barriers of innovation. Barriers of innovation. All right, last one. We are, we good. We, We almost was on time. Number seven. Here we go. Number seven. We're talking about seven signs. Your church will never change. Number seven. Your leaders don't bring unchurched friends with them. Your leaders don't bring unchurched friends with them. The writer says this. A sure sign that people have given up on change is that no one in leadership is actually investing in people who don't currently attend church. When you're not praying for, investing in, or hanging out with unchurched people, your leadership conversations become about personal preferences, not biblical principles. And when your church becomes all about your personal preferences, you lose the mission. You lose the mission. My God. So watch this. You have to think about the people who like change or don't help produce change. Look at who they're bringing with them. But then we'll have a problem if somebody new shows up and people start coming with them. Now we got issues. You didn't bring nobody in when you were either in charge or quasi in charge. Where are the people you brought? Where is your fruit? I don't hear nobody. But now that people are coming, and, and don't get me wrong, and I say this again, I don't care, I don't care who's listening. Some people come to church for personalities of preachers. Some people come to church for personalities of friends or whatever. You have to be at a church for the church, not for the people. Not for the people. You have to be at church for the church, 
not for the person preaching. Yes, it matters to the person preaching. You want to make sure that they're biblically sound. You want to make sure that, they, that, they, that they're leading you uh, uh, in, 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 in bibli- via biblical principles and not some made-up stuff. You do want to know that. But here is the deal. And this is what I say to people who go to um, New Covenant or New Life. I'm sorry, New Life. I always listen to people who say, I go to John Hanna's church versus I go to New Life Covenant church. The couple that I married, and shout out to the Simmons gang. Hopefully, hopefully y'all are still doing well, still honeymooning. Uh, when I met them, one of the first questions I asked them in counseling was what church, or did they go to church, and what church they went to. And she said immediately, I go to New Life Covenant Church. And I then turned around and said, that's John Heller's church. She said, yeah, New Life Covenant. She said she corrected me, New Life Covenant. I appreciated that because what that told me was she's at New Life Covenant because of what New Life Covenant does and is. She's not there because John Hanna is there. I'm trying to help y'all. It can't be about the leader. It has to be about the message. So if you're there, if you've been at a place for 10, 15, 20 years, There should be some fruit from your presence, some fruit from your presence. What have you brought to your church or organization other than drama? What have you brought? And I'm not not just saying your skill set, right? Because you could say, well, I put my work in the church. And maybe you have. And nobody, nobody can knock the work that you do. But what have you brought to the church? Who have you brought to the church? Because it's about saving souls. Because we can be the best mathematician. We could be the best audio video engineer. We could be the best uh, 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 secretary. We could be the best financial person. We could do all those things. But, but the other side of this is, is, is discipleship. Who have you discipled in the last 15 to 20 years that you brought to the place where you worship? What I meant to push was, who have you brought? You complaining about? You have comments. I, I do. Oh, hold on, I got comments. Comments that I can't see. Oh, uh, let's see. You Atlas, you become theme song. But oh, Patricia Bus says that's all true. But you did it the right way. You didn't come in like stormtroopers or dictators and do a hostile takeover. Sometimes you. Have to lead people into change, and you'll get more cooperation. Now, let me say this: that could be true. We have to recognize, and here, here this is what I've learned, and and and, and this is crazy because you know, me, who my mama will tell y'all in a minute, I, my mama will say I have no patience. I have no patience. Tanya will probably tell you that too. Tanya, you think I got no patience? You've become better. Thank you. Way better. Way better. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. She says, she says, I become better. Here is the deal. There is a learning process. There is a learning process when it comes to, uh, uh, there was a learning process that has to happen in any new environment. 
right? As a manager, when I was at uh, – here, here, here is the difference. I'll give you two scenarios. I used to work for a company called Fieldware. <laughs> Petty. Petty, petty. It's only room for one petty preacher. Uh, petty, petty, petty. Here's the deal. Uh, I was, uh, I worked for, I the last, the last two companies I worked for was, the last one was Chase. I worked for Chase when it was Bank One, and then when Bank One converted over to Chase, right? That was, that was, that was there. And then the last company I worked for, while I was working at Chase, I got hired for this company called Fieldware LLC. Fieldware LLC uh, handled government contracts. It was a technology company, but we did government contracts uh, uh, for uh, all around the country. All around the country, we handled contracts with local, state, and federal government, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, so here's the deal. When I got hired at Chase, I had to, even though I had been managing uh, for almost 20 years, I was a uh, uh, director at Comcast, which you guys know as Comcast now, but it was different names then. I was a director there at Comcast, sales, general sales director at Comcast. Comcast had, I was responsible for training and everything before I got elevated in different titles. I was responsible for training. So I kind of was in there from the ground floor and, went and made my way up. All right, cool. When I got to Chase, Chase had a way of doing things. Now, I was a manager who had plenty of managerial experience, but Chase had Chase's or Bank One's way of doing things. Now, I could come in with all of my great whatever I thought I knew and the way I wanted it done, and some things I was able to change in my own department, in my own areas. But at the end of the day, I still had to follow whatever the 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 uh, 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 the groundwork that was already laid or the rules that were set in place, the handbook that Chase had at the time, the official handbook. Not some made up, but official. Stay with me. I leave Chase during the merger. They phased everything out. I leave Chase. Fieldware hires me. Fieldware hires me to start their call center from the ground up. Now here is the difference. Starting, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, so y'all don't 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 lose me. Don't don't. I know I'm, I, it takes me a while, but I got to paint the picture. Fieldware hires me. I have the interview, two interviews. They take me over to the place to show me where I'm going to be working. It is an empty office space with phones on the floor. They said, "This is you. Now you build it." And I was like, "Oh, y'all meant like from scratch, <laughs> like scratch, scratch." So they were like, "Yeah, from scratch." Meaning you got to order the furniture, you got to tell, you got to order the computers, you got to order the desks, and then after you do all that, then you got to hire the people, you got to do the interviews, and guess what? I need you to write the handbook, I need you to write this, and I need you, all of this, you got to do all of that. So I got hired in March of whatever year it was. I couldn't, the, the, I wasn't ready to bring people on board until July. Because it took me from March to July to get everything prepared to offer somebody a doggone job. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. But because I was the one who was forming it, 
even though it was not my company, I was the one who was responsible for writing all the pretty much the instruction, the manual, whatever you want to call it. I had to put all that stuff on paper. All right. Here is the situation. What I learned was when you come into an environment, you have to first what they call recognize, read the room. You got to read the room. Now, churches are different. And let me be clear on this. Churches are different. Churches are, what's the word I want to use? Autonomous. There is no hierarchy to churches. Even though I believe, especially with black Baptist churches, there needs to be. As at some point, I wish we did have some hierarchy so that some folks, so, so some of this mess that goes on wouldn't go on. Because, see, the stuff that happens in black Baptist churches, it don't happen in AME churches. AME don't play that. They will come at your door and say, excuse me, uh uh-huh, all y'all dismissed. Whole new board, whole new pastor. Church don't go nowhere. Whole new board, whole new pastor. They wipe everybody out. They say, we ain't got time for none of this foolishness y'all doing. Everybody got to go. That's what they do at the down to the AME. They don't play them games. And y'all know what the Catholic church do. They don't play them games either. I say all that to say, it does nothing from a, produ- a productivity standpoint or a progression standpoint to have the leaders of an organization sitting on opposite sides of the table doing things to, to, to hinder progress. Every idea from this side, because you know what you turn into? You turn into political parties. You turn into Democrats and Republicans. And if we, if we were honest, if we were honest, Everybody got some good ideas. Every Democratic idea ain't a good idea. I know some of y'all just punch blue because your grandmama told you to, and you've been doing it for years. And I know some of y'all are red, but none of y'all on here probably. I know I got a couple of y'all hiding. But some of y'all are red, and y'all been voting that way because grandmama told you to. But if you listen to the idea, we could get so much more done if we removed ideology out of the way. And say, well, we've never done it like that. Just because you've never done it doesn't mean it won't work. Now, here is the difference. I bring you an idea. There needs to be a plan. You bring me an idea. Okay, what's your plan? Even for ministry. If I have ideas for ministry, I just can't go knock on the door. Hey, pastor, I got this idea, man. I want to start this ministry, and we want to start it uh, the first of no- the first Sunday in November, and we're gonna start it. And I'm, and you know, okay, well, what's the ministry? I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 what, well, what, what is it? What is it relating to? I don't know, but it's a ministry, and you should let me start it because um, my mama went here. <laughs> You see the silliness? No plan, no nothing. But if I show up and say, hey, God, the Lord put this ministry on my heart, and this is what I want to do, and here is my plan, and I want to start it off like this, and we want to do this, and we want to meet twice a month, and we want to do this and that, and here is the deal, and this is where I'm coming from scripturally, and blah, 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 blah. Guess what? He or she still ain't got to say yes. But at least I presenting a plan. And if the ministry is that important to you, and if you really feel like God told you to start it, and they won't let you start it down at the juniper tree, well, guess what? The Apple Orchard Missionary Baptist Church is still open down the street. Take your ministry and your hips and go on down there to the Apple Orchard Southern Baptist 
prodigal son of the Pentecostal Holiness Church. What I say? They got Granny Smith apples there. If they got Granny Smith, I'm gonna give it today. Cause you know I love me a Granny Smith. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying this. We gotta stop the useless fighting. Because how do you expect to win people's souls over on the outside? I gotta get to the end of this article because he gave some solutions, and I ain't got to not nail solution because I'm over here trying to explain stuff to folks who already know what to do. Then what the writer says, I can go and get this out. What to do? 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 The writer says this: If this is you, what do you do? Three things. First, first thing as a leader, call the situation for what it is. He says, maybe start by personally owning your own resistance to change. Watch this. You're trying to fight the change that they won't let happen where you at. Come on now. Watch this. But watch this. You have to come in too, leader, leaders, whoever. You have to come in too and be not resistant to change. Because you've gotten, here's that word that makes my left cheek itch, accustomed to doing things a certain way. So from both sides, at me as the leader, I have to come in and be willing to lay down some stuff that I've grown accustomed to. But you coming in, you got to be listening and welcoming enough to watch this, to lay down some of your dogmatic ideas as well. All right. The writer says this. He says, uh, we all resist it, and your resistance might be born out of fear. Or maybe out of frustration, you've just decided your church will never change. In which case, if you believe that as a leader, it won't. So confess that and own it. Wow. Wow. Sister Pitts, communication is the key. Bless the Lord. Huh? Watch this. You got to own it. You, here's the deal. You have to own it. When you go to, to, to counseling, whether it be uh, uh, what is it, addiction counseling or whatever it is, you have to own what you do. You got to own it. Ain't, ain't nothing going to progress in that relationship or in that healing process until you own what you can say. You know what? I could have did this differently. And then the other side, people sitting on the other side of the table say, you know what? We could have did this differently. Because watch this. And I'm going to say this. So I need the views of the, no, I don't need it. I don't even care because I'm, I'm Dana. I'm good. Watch this. I be no, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> uh, don't bring me into an organization and you don't tell me all the truth. I, I because see, first of all, it's unfair for me. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me let me help you. Transparency helps. You start a relationship built on lies or not all of the information. You're asking for a problem. You're asking for a problem. So if you're bringing me into an organization that is in, in, internally wrecked, but you sell it to me as something else, and then now I come in and it takes me a year, six months, or two, three years to start to see, well, dang, it's, y- y'all lied. Be honest with people. When you hire them, be honest. When you take a job, be honest. Because here's the deal. Your skill set matters. Resumes say one thing, but when they tell you to come do the work, you got to do the work. I can say all day long, 
I can, you know, you can say I can type 100. I you know people don't care about that no more. But I, I can say all day long, come on, uh, Marcus Clemens, sing it, bro. I know you know. <laughs> Look here. The honesty part will help the leader avoid potholes. If you're telling me to come to your house and you know good and well there's a pothole on your block that I can't see, but you want me to come to your house and help you, the least you could do is help me avoid the pothole on the middle of your block. I can't get no help. I know I'm talking good though, Ty. I'm talking good. I can't get no help me avoid the pothole. Watch this. Especially if you the cause of the pothole. I wish I could get some help. That's all. That's the level of honesty. Welcome, uh, uh, the pastor of the kingdom, Mr. Baptist Church, Marcus Clemens Sr. I see you, sir. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I just, it, it, you could fix so many things in your church if your board and your pastor were transparent with each other when you brought them together instead of selling pipe dreams to people. Oh, God. This is why it's so hard. I'm going to say it like this, for outsiders to flourish in some places. This is why it's so hard. Because you see, 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 can, can I, cause see, let me help you. Because <laughs> see, at least, look, even if you gonna, ain't going to tell me where the bodies are buried, tell me how to avoid digging them up. <laughs> right. Right. If you ain't going to tell me where the bodies are buried, at least tell me when I get ready to start planting where not to plant. Help me out some kind of way. But we won't even help the people. We vote them in to be our leaders, but then we won't help. Okay. All right. Number two, the second thing you can do. Let me, oh, Lord, we way over time, man. I'm hungry. The number, the second thing you can do, watch this. The second thing is repeat the process for your leaders. Share your fear of change and your attitude with your leaders and apologize. Then ask your leaders to talk about their fear of change. Oh, God, have an honest conversation, and perhaps it will lead to a place where your leaders look in the mirror and say, Houston, we have a problem, and that problem is us. That would be a breakthrough moment. That's it right there. If you sat down at the table and said, you know what? Let's have that come to Jesus moment. Here, here's the situation. Because if it's me, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, and maybe that's why I stay in trouble at work. Because <laughs> I tell you right now, y'all lied to me. <laughs> this ain't what you said it was. This ain't what you said it was. You lied. You've been lying. And, and now, 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 now I found out the, 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 the whole story. Now, now you know, you know, y'all had me looking at folks sideways when I should have been looking at you sideways the whole time. I can't get no help. Oh, Lord. Finally. <laughs> and finally, number three, number three, last one he says. And finally, this is, the, this is the what you can do part. I already went through the seven. And finally, the writer says, just realize that contrary to the title of this post, change is possible because not everyone is actually opposed to change. We just feel like change is impossible and everyone is opposed. Wow. Wow. He says this. He says, as I wrote in my book, Leading Change Without Losing It, 
He says, rarely are more than 10% of the people opposed to change at any given moment. It's just that the opponents are loud. (laughs) The opponents are loud. And we often confuse loud with large. Mm. We often confuse loud with large. Then he says this, if you doubt that everyone is deeply opposed to change, write down the names of the vocal opponents on a sheet of paper. Chances are, you will have you will uh, chances are you will have trouble identifying more than ten or twenty percent of your congregation by name. Don't let the ten percent of the people who are opposed to change determine the future of the ninety percent who aren't. Maybe that will give you the courage you need to lead the change you need to make. Can I pause for a second? I'm shit. I'm oh I'm over time. Time ready to go. But I'm this is good. I'm I, I got to so so. I shared this story with you, Pastor Clemens, forgive me, but I said this, this story with y'all before. I remember being at a meeting uh, down at the, I need a new church, Tanya. You want, you want uh, to need a new church? Yeah, Blueberry Hill, yeah. I remember being down at the Blueberry Hill uh, Apostolic uh, Church of God and Faith over there. I remember being over at the Blueberry Hill Church of God and Faith. Okay. And at the Blueberry Hill Church of God and Faith, uh, it was a problem with some, uh, 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 with some steam that had bust in the ground, right? Some steam had bust in the ground. And the office, uh, the office was real hot. You remember that, right? And over at the, you was at the Blueberry with me, at the Blueberry, and the office had got real hot. And it was so hot that the people's feet were sticking to the flow because the, the steam from the steam pipes was coming through the flow, right? So, so, so they dug up the floor in the office. They had to go like four feet under the ground to dig up the pipes. I promise y'all this for everything I love. I'm not exaggerating at all. We have a business meeting. We're at the business meeting at the Blueberry Hill Missionary Apostolic Pentecostal uh, Southern Baptist Church. We have a business meeting. And some of the trustees at the Blueberry Pentecostal Church of God in Christ, uh, yeah, they, I guess, at their trustee meeting, they had gotten to some um, disagreements about how much of the stuff was going to get fixed. So, so because it was so bad, the pastor had to have them show the people in the church what needed to be fixed. So we sit at the meeting. Tiny, was you at that meeting? We sitting at the meeting, and the deacons pulled the pipe up that the the, the worker had brought out that he pulled out the ground. The pipes. They were lead pipes. They looked like wood. That's how old they were. They looked like they had came off of the Amistad ship that brought some of y'all's people over the water, give us free. That's what the pipes looked like. So here was the, here was the argument. So you how silly stuff goes. The man said, I can repair the pipe for $2,500. He says, but the pipe right next to it it's not leaking yet, but it looks just like this pipe. So you might want to get that one fixed too. And I can do the whole thing for about $3,000, $3,500, somewhere up in there, $3,500, $4,000, whatever it was. So he said, because otherwise, if I don't fix it, I'm going to fix the one pipe. I'm going to pour some new concrete. I'm going to fix your flow. And then six months from now, when y'all cut the heat back on, when y'all turn it on, at some point, whether it be now or next year, this old pipe is going to bust, 
whatever. Do you know that a person, we're going to call him Deacon Know-It-All. Deacon Know-It-All stood up and said, I only think that we ought to fix the one pipe. We don't need to spend all that money on fixing the other pipe. That's Deacon Know-It-All. I looked and said to myself and the people sitting at the table around me, he ought to be stripped of his trustee and deacon position immediately for saying a statement that's stupid. But these are the things. This one person, watch this now. This one person, because he was loud, carried all the weight. So because he was loud, he got all the attention. And now something that sounds as idiotic as what he said, because he was loud, he said, well, maybe we should listen to what, maybe we should listen to what Deacon Know-It-All know. Because Deacon Know-It-All said we are, we looking at the evidence that this thing is going to bust. You think they listen? The only thing that saved it was, the pastor was like, no, we put it to a vote right now. And luckily, the majority of the people down there said, let's get the other pipe fixed. But it shouldn't have ever had to come to that. That's what we're saying. The few handful of people that's trying to stop stuff over here or stop stuff over there, it's really not the entire church. It's really not these are articles for churches and organizations. It's really not the entire organization. It's just a handful of people. Watch this. It's one thing if you don't support me. I don't care if you don't support me. I'm used to folk not supporting me. Hell, I was raised by a single mother in the worst neighborhood, one of the worst neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. So I know what it's like not to have no support. But guess what? It's one thing to not support me, but dang, why you got to hinder me? Why you got to put up roadblocks, though? You, you know what? Say you ain't going to walk with me. That's fine. I can walk home by myself. But why you got to set traps for me along the way? Why you got to sabotage my stuff? Why you got to, you, you, you know, you know it's some stuff I'm trying to do, and you see me getting ready to do it, but, and you know that there's a, 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 a problem going to come up, but you know what it is, and I don't, because I'm new. But what you'd rather do is you'd rather see me fail, so you can turn around and say, I told you it wasn't going to work. And then you can go back to your crew. Now your crew of five is now a crew of eight. Now your crew of eight is now a crew of 12, because now the evidence that you've made, as I've coined the phrase, y'all can pay me for it at some point, because of this little fake fire that you started, now you got a little, you know, now your little fake fire done turned into a, a, a 4th of July sparkler. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm tired. I'm tired. What you say what? I hear you. you turned your mic off. Why you turn your mic off? <laughs> Look, people can't get mad about the truth. I don't care. I don't care. Don't get mad at me. I didn't write the article. Or maybe it's my commentary in between. <laughs> I don't care. Don't get me. It is what it is. The writer says this at the end. He says it's never hopeless uh, as you think. He says, and even your died in the wood traditional church can change. He says, I led three traditional churches through the process. This is a good article, y'all. Tanya, put this uh <laughs> put the article in the uh in the chat box. I'm telling y'all, if it's some leaders on here, some pastors on here, use this article. Bring this article to your leadership team meeting. Use this if you're having some issues with folks fighting change, if you're a, a relatively new leader, meaning in the next in the, in the in the first five years, here's the problem too. And I did this article way back when. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, too many deep, one pipe, trustee don't say nothing, and remember, I didn't, and remember, I didn't know. Wow. So, <laughs> so, so, I'm so confused. So, so, here, 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 here's the deal I know. Especially if you if you if you're if you're uh, a new pastor or new to a pastor pastorate where you are, because here's the deal: you could have been a pastor for fifteen to twenty years, but you you a new pastor where you at? They don't all look. They watch this. This is something I learned. All that experience that's on your resume, they only care about that when they hire you. I'm gonna help somebody right now. This is why. This is why I told you, Tanya, I ain't never applying for nothing. I'm good. Jesus got to come and get me. He got to come sit right here and say, hey, go, go over here. Here it is. I'm not. I'm just telling you this because I, 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 I'm going to say what it is. I, I, I'm, I don't do sugarcoating. I don't like, you know. So here it is. This is what I've learned. They don't care about your resume after you got the job. They care about your resume when they're trying to get you the job because see, once they get you, once you got the job, all of the supposed experience that you had or you do actually have, you don't get to use it, especially if it's contrary to what's been going on before you got there. And here's the other side of it to my, my pastors. If you've only been pastoring in a place, watch this, for less than five years, I'm going to talk to some people. And I'm saying this with no previous pastoral experience, but I, I promise you the words that I'm about to say out of my mouth ain't nobody going to dispute. If you haven't, these people that you are pastoring, you are the pastor of the church, meaning on paper, you are the pastor of the juniper tree, holiness, apostolic, whatever, apple, 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 uh, whatever, apple orchard church, whatever, what's the name of the other, blueberry hill church. You are the pastor of the church, but you are not their pastor. It takes three to five years before you become their pastor. It takes some time. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But I learned this from the corporate experience. You come in as a new supervisor over a team that's been together for years, and you get hired in, especially if you're an outsider. Like I was an outsider at Chase, and and I got put in over a team of people that had been at Bank One for years, and they were like, who is this little, you know, who is this, who is, and I said, like, you know, and and, and, I, and a lot of folk on my team uh, were um, palm people. <laughs> Tanya's favorite words, colonizers. <laughs> so they looked at me was like, who is this ninja? <laughs> and they done brought up in here telling me what to do, you know. So, so again, it took some time, but what I did was, and here, and here is the difference between me coming into a new corporate experience versus a lot of pastors coming in to churches that have been established. When I came into the corporate experience as, as their new manager, there was nothing I knew about any of them. All I knew what was in their files. I didn't know any of them personally. I only knew what was in their files. Here was the first fight I had with the HR department at Bank One. And my, my former uh, uh, VP manager, sometimes she watched the show, her name is Gloria Ellis. She would tell you this because we had a knockdown, drag out fight three weeks after I got hired. 
because there were a lot of people who, who were uh, had files that were thick, that had write-ups in them. And those write-ups were saying, this person was this, this person's attendance was this, well, this person was late for this and this. I could, just, I could have just taken those files and went along with that process, but I chose not to do that. You know what I did? And I got in. And I promise you, they got p- pissed off of me. But I did it without asking, officially. I kind of asked around the way. I tore up every final written warning that was in their file. You know why? I said, because I don't have that experience with them. So what I did was I saw, I kept saying to myself, well, why did they give me this bad, why do you have this bad reputation on file, but I don't see it? Why do I, hear, I have, I've been told some stuff about you, but I don't see it. I'll give you a good example. One of the ladies, she always was getting written up. Every other month they were writing up. And it was because she was late. And I was like, well, can you help me understand why you were late? And she's like, well, I have to drop my kids off. I drop one kid off at this school. They go to separate schools, and I do this. I can't get here before 8.15. She said, I'm, I'm, I, I can't. She started at 8 o'clock. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, did you ask for a schedule change? And she looked at me like I had said something foreign. I said, did you ask for a schedule change? She said, no. I said, well, hold on. I said, I know we have 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock shifts. Some people start at 8, some people start at 9. I said, oh, this ain't no problem. This ain't going to be no problem. I said, can you get to work before 9 o'clock? I said, if you working from 9 o'clock until 5 o'clock, is that, will that mess up any of your time for making sure your kids get all? She said, my husband will pick them up. I just can't. I'm the one who has to drop them off because he has to be at work earlier than me. I said, okay. I said, can you start at 9 o'clock tomorrow? She said, yeah. I said, that's your new schedule. I didn't. I just said it. I said, this write-up stuff, I tore them up. I officially took them out of their files, and I tore them up. Most of them had the very similar stories. Now, some people proved themselves to be the problem that they were, but they got handled, and they co- I coached them up, and then I coached them out. That was simple. But a lot of stuff we're told about people, we're told about, we, we take from what other people have told us. And then we start our relationships off with people the wrong way based off of false information. And then watch this. We align ourselves. Help me, Holy Ghost. We align ourselves with who we believe to be the right people. And what we end up finding out is you done tied yourself to a goat (laughs) instead of a sheep. There is a difference between the goat and the sheep. I'm going to leave it alone. Look, it's time to go. It's way past. It's 9.35. I got to go. Uh, it's been a great show. Y'all can hit me up. Uh, but don't not hit me up because y'all, thank y'all so much for y'all comments, uh, for hanging out. Uh, thank you to, uh, I see we had two, uh, maybe more. Something, you know, here's the deal. I appreciate uh, Pastor Daryl in person and Pastor Marcus Clemens uh, for hanging out uh, and actually putting some stuff in the chat. Unlike some of the other pastors I know that come on and just hang out and uh, see what I'm talking about, and then they go talk about me in rooms and stuff like that, and then they don't know that they're talking about me in rooms, and they're talking about me uh, in front of people that know me that's going to come back and tell me. So I appreciate y'all hanging out uh, on, on, the, in, on the show tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Clemens, you should come hang out because you never did come on the show. 
when I was over there. You should come hang out one evening. I know you all the way out in the hood, in the uh, out there in the hood, in the Brooks. You still out there? In the in in yeah in 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 the, in the hood out there, way out in the suburbs. Uh, but come hang out one time. Let's pray, y'all. Father God, we thank you. For tonight, we thank you for this great discussion, God. God, our, our goal tonight, God, we hope was to, 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 to clear some minds, God, to give some clarity, God, so that we could push forward in unity, God, so that we could push forward in progress in your name, God, so that we could continue to grow the kingdom in your name, God. God, we ask right now, God, that you would continue to touch this place, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, God, touch that place on the other side of town, Kingdom Baptist Church, God, you know what they stand in need of, God. You know the resources that they stand in need of, God. Give them what they need, God. We know and we Trust you to do that, God. Touch those families that are still grieving. Touch those families that are still hurting, God. We're asking for prayers for them, God. Then again, touch the young lady who started our show off tonight uh, who asked for prayer from New Zealand. I want to send a special, special shout-out to her. Continue to pray and bless her uh, right now, God. Sister Sylvia, mom from New Zealand, who asked us to pray for her daughter uh, and her grandson. We want to continue to lift them up in prayer Thank you, God, for your mercy and your grace. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I got to go, y'all. I done talked way too long. I'm in overtime, and my producer said she don't get paid to stay on here this late. So now I got to go get her a double cheeseburger or Happy Meal or something. Uh, Anyway, bless the Lord. I'm out. With your hands lifted up, say, say it like this. Take the limit, so take the limit, so take the limit.